Please stand clear of the doors. Hey, is that Joe Rody over there? Yeah, I think it is. Hey, Jen, aren't you guys friends? Welcome to episode 83 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Joe Rody. So what do you guys think about Joe Rody? Alex? I think he's awesome. Yeah, why? Everything he's had his hands on, his uh, creation of stuff, his ability to bring stories to life, um, his attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's, uh, He's a great Imagineer. Yeah, okay. How about you, Jen? Disney legend for sure, which I, I can't remember. Is he, if he's, um, he has to be. Is he a Disney legend? Uh, I think, if not, yeah. he, he think, needs to be. I think he is. He is. I think he is. Yeah, for sure. I agree with both of you guys. You know, he had his hands in so much uh, creation around the Disney parks. Uh, I think he's very unique mm-hmm. and he's very recognizable. Yeah, he right? is. Uh, and he just retired yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right, because the show is airing. You know, I know we're, we're doing a little bit beforehand. It comes right. out on Tuesday, but he's actually retiring on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah, and uh, he has a lot of stuff that's on Disney Plus too. It, it doesn't he have? Like, he, I mean, he's like the guy, man. You know, he he's on a, uh, the Imagineering show. Yeah. Um. He also had a Discovery show. Mm-hmm. Discovery Channel show. And I don't think there's any other Imagineer out there right now that's as recognizable as him. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. he does have one quality that makes him super recognizable, but... With the ears, with yeah. the, the gauges, whatever? Yeah, but... Yeah, and are we going to get into that in the history? A little, uh, it's more quick fire, quick facts. Quick fire, quick facts? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, because there's some cool kind of stuff behind those uh, about, about, about that story of why he started that, mm-hmm. you know? Let's get to the his on the Disney Imagineer legend Joe Rody. On November 23rd, 2020, Joe Rody announced his retirement from working as one of the vice presidents of Creative in Walt Disney Imagineering, which went into effect yesterday, January 4th, 2021. Joe Rody was born September 10th, 1955 in Sacramento, California, but spent most of his childhood in Hawaii. His mother was a teacher, and his dad was a cameraman for Hollywood Productions. Joe has said if there was a film shot in Hawaii, his dad worked on it. Joe graduated high school as a class salutatorian at Canoga Park, California, an hour away from Disneyland. He would receive a bachelor's degree in fine arts from Occidental College in Los Angeles. He decided to follow in his mother's footsteps and become a teacher at his alma mater, Chaminade College Preparatory School, where he would teach set design. One of his pupils encouraged Rhodey to become an Imagineer, and his creation of Disney magic began. So, I mean, he was a teacher to start out with, yeah. right? So this is looking very promising for me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe in a couple of years, I can get my shot, be, become a Disney Imagineer. I, I feel like it's probably harder now than it was in the uh, late 80s. It's a popular uh, early, job. In the early 80s. Yeah, that's very true. But, <laughs> I mean, I got a Disney history podcast going on here, right? Yeah. So I, I got that going for me. Yeah. And I know a little bit about. I mean, I know uh, a little bit about Disney. I would say, right? I would say but I know more than. What kind of imagineering? Well, there's a spot open. I'm just gonna go for his spot. He just retired. <laughs> 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 oh. 
<laughs> oh, so the, the names, the names, the same. They don't even. They just have to change the last name on the plaque. Not exactly. Even the first name. There we go. So I think uh, I might give it a shot. Cost saving. <laughs> you could tell him you'll take half of his salary. Yeah, I, probably even a quarter, a quarter of it. <laughs> just imagine how we would feel like they're bringing a nobody to be executive of creative engineering. <laughs> how ever, mad everyone else would be. <laughs> They probably have to, you know, give me like a hazing at first, like the new guy on the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Imagineers are doing hazing. But yeah, okay. you know, I have to, I, <laughs> like, you know, like their versions of hazing would be like you have to write Small World for like twenty four hours straight. You know, <laughs> I'll be fine with that. I can write that twenty four hours straight. You say that now. Yeah. Let's see here, nineteen. He was born in nineteen fifty five, so he's what sixty five years old. Mm-hmm. Right. Quick math. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's he's retiring at a good age. We kind of talked about it a little bit before. Uh, he's retiring at a good age, but he also brought. I mean, we're losing someone. Hold on, in this history, because mm-hmm. I know Alex, you did the history. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you didn't put it in this history. But you said he's gonna be doing other things, and he had all mentioned the other things that he's gonna be doing. No, not specifically. He just said he's going to take his skills and his uh, and everything he's learned with his career, and see what he can do moving forward. That's not imagineering. But he also loves animals and loves uh, stuff for animals, so he's probably going to do something. If he does anything, I imagine to have to do with animals mm-hmm. and traveling. I'm sure it's probably quite complicated as far as um, intellectual property and you know all kinds of no compete clauses. I mean, I don't know somebody of that caliber. I'm sure that there's all kinds of contracts behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like what what the extent of what he can do with his next project. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think he can go work at Universal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe SeaWorld. Maybe SeaWorld. Disney's like, ah, oh, SeaWorld needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, i like to see you try. Joe Rohde started his imaginary job as a model designer and scenic painter for Epcot in 1980. Most of his time was spent on the Mexican Pavilion, where he sculpted models of the dominant pyramid that would later be used for the basis of the construction design. He also did sculptural work on the original ride El Rio del Tiempo, The River of Time, which will later be replaced in 2007 by Grand Fiesta Tour. Joe's original sculptures still remain. He would then move on to work on the refurbishment of Fantasyland at Disneyland. He was a part of the team that helped transform the original Renaissance theming to a storybook version of a Bavarian village that remains today. In 1985, he helped sculpt for the Norway Pavilion while he was also working on the very expensive Captain EO 3D film attraction as a character developer, which was at four parks at the same time. He got the opportunity to work alongside greats like George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola. So, and I cannot wait for us to do a hi- the history on Captain EO. Oh yeah, you like that ride? I did. You haven't been on it, right? Alex? No, I never. I ne- no, no, I was on it. I went on it once. No, I went on it once. Wait, didn't you go with us? Yes, I did. Do you remember it? when they brought yeah. it back? When they brought it back briefly? Yes, yes. Yes, you guys made me I, and my wife I go on it. Really remember we had to do it because yeah. you hadn't done it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, I saw it. Captain EO, mm-hmm. when I went to first go on it, I mean I wasn't expecting it I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Oh really? I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Uh but the ride the attraction is not really a ride. The attraction is right, yeah. uh, you know, it's just really cool, very creative. I can see how Jerry Rody w- had his hands in that, right? Um Sculpting is very, is a talent that is very uh, unique, right? Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess so. I mean, I feel like 
if you are a good artist and you're able to take things and make it 3D, then sculpting would be not that hard. But I guess, I mean, I guess not. I, I'm not sure what exactly I was watching, but it was something on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and they were talking about sculptors. And there's like these two sculptors. I mean, it's not like you can just, where can you, if you need someone that does like movie quality sculpting, you can't just go right down the road and get someone. There's right. only a couple people who do it. So if there's only a couple people who are doing it, yeah. I mean, it has to be very unique. Right, right. Right. So it seems like that's where, where this is where he got started, Joe mm-hmm. Rody, was yeah. sculpting around uh, Epcot. Yeah. I mean, that pyramid in Mexico. Yeah, which is very, I mean, it's very, it's a very cool pyramid. It, when you go in there, it's like the first, one of the first things that you notice is that pyramid in Mexico. What are some of the uh, what are some of the cool sculptures that are in Norway? I mean, you got all those the trolls, yeah, right. So he probably had he's probably sculpting those trolls, and that's one of the. I mean, during the Nor- for the Norway ride, mm-hmm. and now there's Frozen ever after there, right? Yeah, but there's still some of the stuff from the original Norway. Oh yeah, for spra- sure. Throughout the whole attraction, I mean, so that's that's pretty cool. It definitely is. Seems like it's things that are more. Like not as whimsical, you know, like his, his style seems to be more, you know, authentic as, you know, see what I'm saying, as opposed to, you know, like yeah. cartoonish. Yeah, it's based so on reality. anything, anything that I, the things that I think of like in Norway is, you know, like the, the sculptures, you know, the Odin sculpture and things like that, that, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of walk in and see those things. I bet that those are things he had his hands on. Mm hmm. I'm kind of interested to see what exactly had a Norway because Nor- I mean those two places they'll have things that you notice that are sculptures that are like oh wow that's pretty cool they're definitely like they stand out for sure right but I guess you can say that about anywhere in Disney I mean I guess I mean that's what makes Disney Disney right yeah the exactly. quality of work they put into their, their yeah. stuff Rhodey was becoming a bigger name in the Imagineering world and his strong ideas and passionate storytelling set him out from the crowd Rhodey himself said since many creatives are introverts. An opinionated person stands out as long as you have high-quality ideas to back you up. After his work on EO and Norway, he landed a bigger role. He was the creative mind behind the Avengers Club. Rhodey and Roger Cox designed the attraction, which resided in Pleasure Island, now known as Disney Springs. Rhodey put his storytelling to work, believing that every item at a Disney facility should tell a story. Adventures Club was a 1930s-themed bar and lounge featuring live and audio-animatronic entertainment in a themed atmosphere that resembled the Old World Explorers Club. Rhodey got the idea for the attraction based on a Sunday afternoon-themed party called The Last Days of the Raj, which was themed around the 1930s adventuring and was hosted by Rhodey himself. Adventures Club opened in 1989, entertained guests until 2008, this society of explorers and adventurers would later be incorporated into other areas of Disney parks around the globe. So let's just talk about this one statement right over here, right? Mm-hmm. And Rhodey put his storytelling to work, believing that every item at a Disney facility should tell a story. Yeah. And that is, I think that takes Disney's dream, Walt Disney's dream, and kind of puts it to life. Yeah, right? a- his idea and puts it to life. That's something they listed about him is that he was like an he was like a Walt Disney, you know he he had that kind of eye and that kind of attention to detail that Walt Disney had regarding everything being incorporated and everything meaning something, not just putting it there just to put it there, but putting it there because it needs to be there mm-hmm. and that it means something. And hands down, that was one of the main reasons why I created this podcast or I wanted to do this podcast was because of that reason of. Everything at Disney has a story. 
right? And that's why I loved walking through the queue lines. I like looking at this and be like, oh, you know, I would have my one of my friends would tell me like a story about this item. Then over here, he'd tell me a story about this item. Then over there, he'd tell me a story. About, I'm like, this is a lot of cool history that really nobody would know. Mm-hmm. And then what I would do, you know, I, was, I would go to the parks. I would go into queue lines. And then, you know, that sometimes I like to talk too much. <laughs> and I'll be online. And then some guy behind me would start talking. I'd be like, hey, did you know? Like, I just randomly out of nowhere. Or he'll, he'll talk about the ride. I'm like, did you see this little piece of history or whatever? I'll, yeah. And I'll show him something that, that someone told me about the line. And we'll start talking about some of the cool, like, Easter eggs on the line. Mm-hmm. And... um. This is that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to create this show. Go ahead, Jen. Were you going to say something? Sorry. The Adventures Club. I mean, I don't think I don't I I know you haven't been in there because if you would have been in there, you would have gone with us. But it that was his first like big foray into like putting, you know, everything like Mm -hmm. you said, every piece has a meaning. It's supposed to be here kind of thing. Yeah. I did not ever go in there. Um, However, my parents would tell you that was probably one of the funnest nights of their lives was the night that they went and they did the whole adventures club thing they said it was just it was so cool it was so intricate um Mm -hmm. is a word that was used and um really became popular and has still to this day quite a cult following just Mm -hmm. because of the intricacies in it so i mean it was almost kind of like that was his that was let me prove myself completely and totally with this and i'm after that i'm just the step off to everything else that he's had his hands in yeah uh-huh. and it's kind of like uh i mean you we've talked about the adventures club a little bit before and i think that's that's another show that i'm really looking forward to getting into is adventures club yeah. yes yeah maybe maybe we can have your mom come on jen um i my um my stepdad would probably be better um he probably has more memories more specific memories because he's of the two of my parents He's the reason that I love Disney and the biggest, you know, Disney influencer in my young life. So I'd ask him if we do Adventures Club. I'm sure he would have plenty of things to tell us. I would guarantee you somewhere in his house, he still has like the original merch from when they went. Yeah, maybe we can get him on for like a little segment or a little piece. In the early 1990s, Joe heard rumbling around that Disney was interested in putting together a theme park designed around live animals. Rhodey knew he had to not only be a part of the park's design, but wanted to be the man to bring it to life. Joe, as a kid, loved animals and found all of them fascinating. As a boy, he would capture everything he could get his hands on and put them in little containers to watch over and learn about. Rhodey went to meet with Eisner to pitch his idea for the live animal park, but Eisner was not sold on the idea, stating Disney doesn't do zoos. Rhodey came back for a second pitch and was told no again with the statement animals just don't capture that Disney magic. Rhodey wasn't done yet and was more determined than ever to show Eisner and the board what they were missing out on. Joe came back for a third meeting, but this time he brought with him a six-foot Bengal tiger, and Eisner and his team finally realized the magic live animals can bring. Joe was put in charge of the project, and Animal Kingdom was born. Rhodey wanted the park to be an effective zoo while also displaying cultures authentically. Joe took a team of Imagineers around the globe to study these cultures and animals up close to get a feel and greater understanding of how these cultures functioned. On his travels, he was also able to convince many zoologists around the world to relocate to Orlando to work for him to make his animal sanctuary a reality. The park opened on Earth Day, April 22nd, 1998, and became a quick success. I remember the day it opened. Animal Kingdom? Yep, I do. People were sitting out there all night to be the first people in the park. Yeah. Do you remember the first slogan? No. Uh, Not the zoo? That's right. It was not a zoo? Yeah. Oh, really? 
I thought you were joking. No, no, that was it. Not those. That was, it was a whole commercial about, and the tagline was "Not a zoo." Uh, that's funny. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say uh, talking about you know kind of waiting all night. Do you know there's people now that are waiting like really long hours to get into the parks? Really? Yeah, man. Joey was out there like four o'clock in the morning. Joey Mazant, you yeah. know, and we're looking to have him back here in the new year. Uh, but they were out there like four o'clock in the morning waiting to get in the park, even though the parks don't even open till seven. Wow. They Why? were waiting. I have no idea. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't know what the benefit is because uh, it used to be that you would wait for, to, you know, be in there to get rise, but there, there's no benefit. I have no idea, but people were out there really super early waiting to get into the park. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. So. He had, he pretty much, you know, created Animal Kingdom. And I was watching a video, The Imagineering, and he was talking about all the details he put into it, like how he made things look eroded and he wanted things to look like they were from that culture. He wanted it to look like authentic. He wanted, he'd take pictures. He's like, he was a big Instagram and Twitter guy. He's actually on social media. And like a while back, he would put up photos of the park and a photo of the real place, like they would base it on. And he wouldn't say which photo is which. And people wouldn't be able to tell which one's which. Is this Animal Kingdom? Or is this the actual place they based Animal Kingdom on? Mm-hmm. Like people wouldn't be able to tell because that's how much detail they put into everything. It was, it was kind of like the Coke. Uh, the Coke um, like, is it Coke or Pepsi? Test or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. So, uh, he's, I mean, his eye for detail and that park, uh, the way it's, I mean, I like the way it's built. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know, everything looks eroded, but it's, you know, supposed to look like that. It's kind of like those jeans. Those, jeans, those tear jeans? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that. <laughs> and then his uh, his love for animals really shines because uh, how well that park functions as not a zoo, but I guess a sanctuary, you could call it. I mean, because they, 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 the only reason why they said it was not a zoo is because they didn't want people. I mean, it is a zoo right. pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. But it's a lot more. To me, in my opinion, it's a lot more than a zoo, obviously. Right. Because yeah. not only do you get to see the animals, but there's also attractions there, right? Yeah. There's not too many zoos you go to and you get a, you know, you have Everest. They have a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. has Flight of Passage, which is probably one of the best rides in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is one of the best rides in the world. I mean, come on. One oh of the best, yeah, right? Here we go. Yeah. Um. It, it was also the Nata Zoo. Um, it it came from the fact that you know nothing is there's there's no cages. Yeah. There's that was the bigger thing with it. It's not only that it was an amusement park. The the reason behind the Nata Zoo is because they focus more on you know conservation, mm-hmm. um, sustainability, you know things like that. And so you don't want you can't talk about animal conservation and repopulation and then turn around a corner and. You know, here's a tiger in a cage. You know, yeah. you, it's kind of contradictory. So by by really touting this as not a zoo, it's more like the sanctuary aspect of it, as evidenced by the open savannas in the safari and, yeah. you know, the things like that. You know, it makes it, it it's very much a non-traditional, um, quote unquote, zoo. Um, but it, it kind of makes you feel like you were a part of of change, of making things better, of acknowledging that you know, animals need help and support as well. And this company is start is eliciting that change. And so let's go see this and be a part of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally agree. And this is his park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Baby. It's his baby. After his great success with Animal Kingdom, 
Joe Rody became a living legend, and so far, everything he touched became a success. In the early 2000s, Animal Kingdom attendance started to dip, so Disney decided they needed something to revitalize the park, and Joe Rody knew what was needed, a roller coaster. Joe and his team put together Expedition Everest, the first Disney coaster to go both forward and backwards. In April 2006, to garner publicity for the ride, the Travel Channel released a documentary produced by Discovery Channel titled Expedition Everest, Journey to Sacred Lands. This documentary went along with Rody and a team of Imagineers as they took expeditions to China and Nepal in 2005, called Mission Himalayas. When Disney decided to make a spa and resort in Hawaii in 2007, they knew that they needed former Hawaii resident Joe Rody to be the lead designer. Joe brought with him his typical eye for detail and amazing storytelling to the project, making Alani fit right in with the native land and culture. So this is just something I, this is kind of cool because, you know, I, we all know, not everyone, but if you're a Disney fan, you know, and you heard of Joe Rody, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know some of these things, like the Animal Kingdom thing. I know that he had some parts, uh, you know, some rides in there that he worked with. You know, I didn't know if this was like, at, he was Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Alani, I had no idea that he worked on Alani, yeah, and we're either. going to Alani here in a couple months. Right, you know, which is really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm when I go, I'm going to be interested to see if there's any kind of nod to Joe Rody at the hotel, which I hope that there is. You know, uh, I'm sure. That, do you think there will be? There is a well. They're not doing it right now, but fingers crossed, things will be better for us in the in you know a few months when we go. Um, but they do like a a cultural um, tour of the resort. And I'm sure that within that tour, there's probably a nod to him because he had such a heavy hand in, in the construction and the creation of it. Um, that I'm sure there's a nod to him somewhere, if not done by him, then, um, definitely for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be there. Maybe he'll be retired hanging oh, out. Oh yeah. Up here. Listen, he, 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 uh, he's definitely, you know, out and about and seen maybe not as much now because he's retiring, but that's part of my memories is we've, we've seen him and talked to him. So nice. Oh, get out of here. Really? You didn't know that? You knew that. I don't think I did. And I can't wait to hear it though. <laughs> Dude, can you, even, can you get him on the show? No, not like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> In 2011, Universal was receiving great praise and national headlines for its theming of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Disney decided they should do something similar and quickly came to an agreement with James Cameron to put together a Pandora land, which would be placed inside Animal Kingdom. Of course, no one knew Animal Kingdom better than Joe Rody, so he was put in creative control with James Cameron alongside him to put this alien world inside the earthly park. After Rody was done designing Pandora, he turned his attention to the Tower of Terror at Disneyland. Disney wanted someone to take the hit movie Guardians of the Galaxy and adapt it to an already existing attraction. Joe took his skills with infusing Disneyland and attractions with foreign cultures and applied it to rebrand the Tower of Terror building to an out-of-this-world locale. Both Pandora and Mission Breakout opened on May 27, 2017 and have received great praise and attendance. Pandora alone contributed to a 30% attendance increase at Animal Kingdom. So, two things. Best ride at Disneyland Resort, hands down, Guardians. I had no idea that he was involved in the um, design or the retheming of that. Oh, really? I had no idea. I, it just seems like it's out of his scope because I feel like, I mean, when, yeah. I, when I think of him, I think about nature and, right. you know, all of those things. Um, I mean, I guess I can see it now thinking about it but because of the intricacies. I mean, there's some of the 
the coolest things like we we must have rode that not exaggerating 15 20 times the last what? time we were there wow and one day because because of max pass well we were there for three oh. days and we had max pass at the time and so the way max pass works completely different and so you can stack your max passes um by i could count the amount of times because i have all the ride pictures but how, how many uh how long you have to wait for a max pass would you say like usually when it's your time yeah well so max pass which how does it work max pass so the way that max pass works is you it's a daily pass that you purchase and it works just like fast pass but it's a little different in the sense that as soon as you purchase it and you're in the park you can pick your fat you don't have to be in front of the ride there's no um ticket dispenser uh, there's no, um, you, you pick it on the app and you pick your fast pass. And then as soon as that time goes, you, you don't have to be in line for that ride. You would go ahead and you can pick your next one. And so we, we do Disneyland very different. We rope drop no matter what. I mean, we are there as soon as it opens. And so we would grab that max pass immediately and head to our first ride, which most of the time was, um, guardians. And then, um, you know, as the day progressed, it was like the old fast pass rules where after two hours, you could grab another one. And so by the end of the day, you know, we've got five or six max passes stacked and they can be for the same ride where you can have a Guardians one at four o'clock and you can have a Guardians one at eight o'clock kind of thing. And so you you ended up at the end of the day just rolling through rides. And that's how we ended up being able to ride it so much. Plus, we had early entry because we stayed at the um, Grand Californian. Uh -huh. So that helped, too. But um, that ride is wonderful. It, it, it really is the best ride there. Because I heard that, you know, there were rumors saying that FastPass here was going to go away pretty much and be pretty much re be replaced with Ma the MaxPass. I don't I don't know how I feel as a local Having Max Pass, I will tell you that we pay, um, I think we paid twenty dollars uh, per person, so it was eighty dollars a day for our family. But if you're going there one time, that's worth one hundred percent worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Hands yeah, down. as locals, that's not, uh, it's not really beneficial for us. Now, now they do. I, if I remember correctly, they still had the traditional Fast Pass tickets, like the old school yeah. way. Um, but max pass was the option. Definitely. I could see it's for the, it's for your travelers. It's not for your locals. Yeah. I can't wait to so. ride that. Oh my gosh. You just, it's, a, it's a different ride. There's so many different combinations for it and you just laugh your way through it. You said there was one thing you said there was like two things you want to say. Oh, that. And then I was laughing because I, the pandora because we were just having this argument and uh, uh in discord. discord yes but come on man like when you were done riding that ride you were like oh this is this is a good ride you said it yeah it is a good ride i just wouldn't wait three hours for it and that's what you have to do yeah, we waited 25 minutes when we went uh in december yeah in, a, in the middle of a pandemic it was still a 25 minute wait just throwing it out there <laughs> which is still pretty pretty high weight not really. No, that's no, it's, it's it's longer than that because it's it parks at full capacity right now. It's now it's it is. A, it's a good ride. My my fundamental issues with Pandora. I mean, as far as the theming and the ride tech and everything like that, you know, I mean, it's it's great in theory. I feel like it's eight years too late. Come what? <laughs> Come on, um, Alex. No, eight years. It, it maybe it's been out for like eight years that. now. 
No, I mean, I'm talking about Pandora because Avatar. When, then, oh. when was Avatar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're making like five more of them. <laughs> yeah, the next one's supposed to come out. It was supposed to come out this Whoa, year. Hold on. What was I? I was looking at some something. I was looking at some or actor. 2022. Some actor. And the actor is, he is in like all of them really? coming up. And, and it's like, I'm like, what the heck is like Avatar one, two, three, four, five? I was like, what? What's going on here? They have all these movies planned. That's crazy. So maybe it's too early. There you go. <laughs> maybe like, you know, Avatar came out the first one. Maybe it's going to hit its peak around Avatar f- 3, you know, right? <laughs> and then we're going to have perfect timing. We're actually going to have like a good world for you know, like Harry Potter, like the Harry Potter world, right? Came out when? Like after the move, all the series was over, right? Ten years after. Yeah, man. This is going to be like right in prime. Harry Potter, for some reason, has a little bit more staying power. Maybe like you said, maybe maybe there'll be a, a new um, a new breed of interest that, uh new generation that you know maybe with all the you know advances and all that, the and that's what i'm thinking right because how are they making so many more like if you go on imdb there's seriously a bunch of movies yeah, how are they out, planning right? on it yeah that's yeah, a lot of crazy. movies you plan you know to be out uh so i think it was i was looking at something like guardians of the galaxy and one of the guys who's like the uh professor or something in one of the movies. He's in all of them. He he's like booked for all all the movies coming up. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure who it is. I forget. The collector. <laughs> I mean, it came out in what 2009. What did what Avatar? What did? It was 2009. Yeah, man, it's a long time ago. That... Uh, I love dancing with wolves in Weaver. space. <laughs> <laughs> Dances and wolf. Dances with wolves. Right, Jen. Don't t- they, do not I mean, tell me it's not Dancing with the Wolves in Space. Yeah, it is. no, basically. <laughs> uh, I forget who it was. You know, I say, I made both the kids watch it when... Um, Dancing with the Wolves? Pan- no, no. No, oh. I don't think they've seen that. They um, should. It's pan- a good movie. It's, pro- it's, yeah, very good movie. Um, I made both of them watch... Um, Avatar? Yes. Uh-huh. And they were both like... Mm. Why? <laughs> well, because we were going to go to the park yeah, yeah. when it opened. I like the movie. It's good. It's a good, it's a good movie. It's not like my favorite movie, but it's definitely a good movie. But yeah, four is filming right now. How about two, three, two and three? So what? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> to me, this doesn't sound like this doesn't sound like a good idea. So, so maybe, maybe they got something going, you know, that we don't know about. That's gonna like be like, oh, this is kind of a good idea. But, maybe, maybe two and three take place in the future, so they wanted to film four now, so that people can get <laughs> older or something. I have no idea. But James Cameron's usually pretty. He's pretty good, right? Is he's he? a pretty good director. Yeah, man, James Cameron. <laughs> What's the last few things he's done that's really good? Dude, man, he's done like Terminator movies, which are probably some of the best series of movies. Well, lately. It's the last he, few he, things he's done. He did like Terminator 7. It just came out like oh. last month or something oh, like that. Oh, that one, that one's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he did uh, the Titanic. Okay, I said recently. What has he done recently? <laughs> well, but he's spending all his time making Avatar. <laughs> he's making like... He's making... I think he's making like four at a time. I mean, he's sick to one movie at a time. Yeah, yeah. He has like four sets going at different areas. He has to go back and forth. He's doing them all at once. He's filming all the movies at once somehow. I don't know how. That's a lot of investment on some. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I guess I'll go in with an open mind. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. In 1985, Joe Rody decided to put his five-year pin in his earring hole. Then in 1987, he decided he was going to start cultivating a National Geographic ear by finding an earring at any new place he traveled and adding it to his collection. 
The mural of the Yeti seen in the mountain shrine during the initial ascent, as well as the Yeti Museum in the queue, clearly takes its cue from someone with a high forehead, arching eyebrows, and curled mustache. An online petition to save the Adventurers Club was created by members of the Disney fan community. Over 2,750 signatures were collected in the first 72 hours. There were also letter-writing campaigns to company executives, websites, and blog postings. Rhodey served as a model for Harrison Hightower, the owner of the fictional Hightower Hotel, which houses the Tower of Terror attraction at Tokyo Disney Sea outside Tokyo, Japan. Joe Rhodey was a big player in the development and effectiveness of the Disney Conservation Fund. As you leave the Banshees at Flight of Passage, you exit through the standard underground corridor. There you will encounter three human handprints on the wall. These are the only handprints with initials. JC is James Cameron, JL is John Lundo, and JR is Joe Rohde. Joe Rohde says he is not done creating. He's looking forward to going out and seeing what he can do now that he has all these new skills and talents he's developed while working as an Imagineer for over 40 years. Rohde has said he owes a tremendous debt to the guests of Disney who have allowed him to become a better designer, and it is all the fans who have made him a better person. Rhodey has gone down as one of the greatest living Imagineers who was not a contemporary of Walt Disney, and we here at Dizhiz agree. Ever thought about moving closer to the parks? Imagine being able to drive to the park whenever you wanted. If that's the case, then you must use Streamline Mortgage Solutions. Interest rates are the lowest they have ever been, so if you're thinking of refinancing, now is the time. Streamline will let you know over the phone if it's the best decision for you. They have been helping customers with mortgages and refinancing all over Florida for 15 years. Michael and Patty from Windermere, Florida use Streamline Mortgage Solution, and here's what they had to say about the experience. My wife and I couldn't be happier with the service and support we received from Brian and Leanna at Streamline for our recent home purchase. They provided excellent communication throughout their application and approval process of our mortgage, and we would certainly work with them again in the future for our next purchase. Visit StreamlineFlorida.com to get in touch with an experienced Streamline team member who will assist you every step of the way, supplying you with services other companies can't. Contactless services are also available upon request. That's StreamlineFlorida.com, S-T-R-E-A-M, LineFlorida.com. And make sure to let them know this has sent you. Memories, memories, memories. Memories, memories, memories. Memories, 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 memories. Memories, everybody. Listen to my memories. Alex, you want to share your memory? So I guess we just have a memory of like one of his rides or one of his things he's had his hand in, I guess. So. I really can't think of anything other than just the Animal Kingdom Park and how how I like that park. Uh, it's not something that we go to a lot. Uh, we do try to hit it for Everest. Everest is one of our favorite roller coasters at the park, and Joe Rody had his hands in that. So uh, that right there is something that I'll probably like forever is that Everest roller coaster. So I'll always want to go on a ride created by him. Okay. How about you, Jen? Because it sounds like you got a pretty awesome memory. So I don't I don't remember how long ago it was, but we were at um, Disney Springs, which I'm sure it was a while ago. So it was probably downtown Disney. And um, we were in the Lego store and he was in there. Um, I wouldn't have recognized him, but my husband, you know, he's very observant. So, Mm -hmm. of course, he did. Um, And he talked to him. And so um, how do you go about going walking up to him? 
he just went up and was like, Hey man, you know, I've seen you. Um, I've seen your documentaries. I know, you know, what an impact you've had on the park and whatever. And, um, he was really nice. I mean, I didn't speak to him directly. I just remember my husband did and, um, really nice and really personal. I've heard that from a lot of people. Another friend of mine, um, I guess he was on a Disney vacation club, um, member cruise, you know, they do those once or twice a year and they Mm -hmm. bring all these special people on. And one of my, um, one of my cruising friends, she's got pictures on her, um, social media of him. He just like was hanging out at cabanas sitting right next to them eating breakfast. And she was freaking out because, you know, for Disney files, he's a a true celebrity. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine if you saw him just walking around the park, you'd freak out too. Yeah. And I guess he used to walk around animal kingdom all the time. Like just, just walk around. Yeah. He was always working on it well, and doing stuff for yeah. it. Yeah. And Walt used to do that with his parks. He was mm-hmm. just walking around in his parks too, you know? Yeah. That's a pretty awesome memory. Did, did, did he uh did he mention anything that they that they talked about? No. And yeah, I asked him right before I came in here to do this. So I was like, tell me a little bit more. And he's like, Yeah, I just talked to him about, you know, random bowling. stuff, whatever. And, bowling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have you been to Splitsville? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, my memory, I, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I have like a specific memory of Joe Rody. Uh, I wrote down though, you, uh, it's just funny how much Adam didn't like Joe Rody. He didn't like him? Well, I think that he's never liked him because he didn't like that he never fixed like Everest or Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. whenever we'd bring up Joe Rody, Adam was always like, oh, uh, Joe Rody, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which he like, I, I think I saw online somewhere like 2012 or 2014, he addressed the idea of fixing the Yeti ride and how hard it would have been to yeah, because, fix it. Yeah, because you had to take up the track or whatever. You yeah. Know? And then I think someone was like, well, why didn't they do it during the hand shut down for the pandemic? And it's like, well, they're really losing money. They're not going to invest money in fixing a, a ride that doesn't need to be fixed, really. Yeah, it works on the B roll. It's, it's structured, it's welded to the frame of the mountain. That's why they can't yeah, go yeah. in and fix it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. With it being the holiday season, we have a great gift idea for whomever in your family is looking for cool, unique, and colorful earrings. Champagne and Clay is a jewelry store specializing in clay earrings with many different unique styles for anyone to enjoy. Their earrings are light and stylish and comfortable enough to be worn all day. All the earrings are color customizable. Just message them with any questions and they will gladly respond. Visit etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash champagne and clay. That's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash champagne and clay. And be sure to let them know Diz has sent you. You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney inspired scents in their home fragrance line wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. Joe, what did you do in the world of Disney this week? So, slash news, right? So I do have some news, but some sad news (laughs) that... Festival of the Lion King and uh-huh. Finding Nemo show, you know, Animal Kingdom, both were removed from the Animal Kingdom map. Yep. Right? Uh, but, you know, I was talking with Jen a little bit yesterday and also my wife, mm-hmm. and they were both saying that, uh, you know, those par- those maps get updated all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, there's always new festivals going on. 
I guess. I mean, when my wife and I talked about it, we thought that would mean that it's like gone for good. Well, I mean, but they do always update him, right? I guess. And I, I, the reason why I feel bad about it is I feel bad about it because, I mean, th- those cast members work there were mm-hmm. spectacular, right? Yeah. But the good news is this. I'm going to try to make, make a little positive spin on it, is that new attractions can go in there and they can hire those cast members back still. You can have similar shows yeah. doing similar things, but different story behind it. I know, but the Nemo the Nemo show was so good, and the Festival of Lion King was so well put together. Yeah, man, but, but, you, but you can go ahead and still do those puppets. I'm not worried about the puppets. They It was really well put together, but they can still do just as good as stuff using the same people if they want to come back. Yeah, I'm not worried about the puppets' well, jobs either. They, <laughs> they have a year, I think, to recall them back, right? Uh, yeah, and hopefully... What does that mean? Like, they'll be able to call him back i guess a year i don't know why do they have a year um i i don't know the specifics of what it actually is but i read that somewhere for entertainment that they have a year um that they can call them back up for up to a year i could be completely and totally wrong though hmm. i would like to see nemo has been there for a while right yeah. and even though it was a really good show it was definitely like like you know great quality you know the the people who were doing the show were great singers and they were just really great at what they were doing. Yeah. But something else could go there. I would, I would be fine with not seeing the Nemo show there anymore. The animal King, the festival, of the Lion King was a really good show, but also, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe something new can go in there, you know, uh, that, I don't know if I can go there. I mean, right now it's just for, uh, the Pandora fly of passage line. Yeah, I know. I know, but hopefully, <laughs> you know, but they can also, it can also come back on the map. The point also I'm trying to make, they right, just right. print them up, make new maps, boom, you're good to go. Right. I guess so. I didn't think that. Uh, also, uh, I was going to talk about, oh, there's some rumors of Tiana having her own restaurant at one of the parks. Probably, oh, really? I, would, I probably think Magic Kingdom, you know? I would think so, too. I think that would be a lot. Of, that would be really awesome. That's one of our favorite places to eat on the Disney cruise boats is the um, Tiana restaurant. Where would they mm-hmm. put it in Magic Kingdom? You would think they would want it somewhere near the ride. There's, there's probably some room over there. But there's nothing know. around there I could think of they could replace it with other than. The golden, the golden horseshoe. The golden horseshoe? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Isn't that familiar? That's the the restaurant that's not really, it used to be like a really, I think it's Golden Horseshoe. Now I'm going to look. Golden Horseshoe Uh, Tavern. Is that right? Trevor's saying it's going to be at a uh, a resort, which I think maybe I heard heard about also. Could be at a resort. But still, I mean, uh, you know, I love beignets. (laughs) So let's get those beignets at the parks. Also, cool. uh, I watched Soul, which was yeah. really um, good. I think we all did. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed. Alex wasn't a big fan of it. I, I'm what? I, I, I'm not. It's not that I'm not a big fan of it. I just don't think it was as good as other Pixar movies. Oh well, okay. This is Alex's opinion. Yeah. So ask me if we're surprised. <laughs> I liked it. You know, I liked it a lot. I think it was just as good as other Pixar movies. I can see how people didn't like it as much, maybe as some other Pixar movies. You know. Uh, for example, like Onward, like mm-hmm. I really like Onward, but I can see how people, that's not like, like, people are not a huge fan of Onward. I love Onward. It's not like, you know, going to get the... You like Onward more than Soul. Yes. I like them both very... But I like you got to think of my background. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I like D&D, so of course, you know, and, and I that, read with the character. And that's the reason why I think that these are not going to get, like, attractions at the parks is because they're not going to reach kids. These are yeah. not, these are... Like, like souls about life. Not a lot you know? of kids love jazz, and not a lot of kids love jazz, right? <laughs> they're not, they're not really gonna understand it. I mean, this is gonna hit more for adults, I believe. Right, like yeah. onward, it's gonna definitely be for more adult for movie. adults, right? Soul is more for adults. Like my son liked the, the movie a lot, yeah. But it's more for adults, I think, because it gives you like a really good message of life, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and live your life pretty much every I, moment. I don't know about adults because my my teenager liked it a lot. It was kind of like one of those things when we were sitting there watching it and you know, we're like, oh, look, we're going to make it through a movie without getting like too emotional. And this was like, you know, 10 minutes to go. And then bam, you know, then we got way emotional. I loved it. I, I, I mean, I probably, I really liked it a lot. I, I did. I like the meaning behind it. Yeah, me too. I felt um, like it definitely is a, a, a must watch. Um, you know, the only sad thing about it is, you know, that's the kind of movie that we would have gone and seen in a theater or on a Disney ship. So yeah, we usually see those opening movies thing. on ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. You know, Disney Wish, not this summer, 2022 is their first sailing, right? Super excited about it. Everyone, if you're listening right now, start saving. It's going to be the first Disney, Diz His cruise get together or whatever. Everyone start saving right now, this moment. Okay. Start saving. So 2022. Exciting. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. They unveiled the, um, so all of the Disney ships have their um, statue in the atrium. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have, so it's Donald, um, Minnie, Mickey, and Ariel are the four. So they were just giving on Christmas Day, they gave, um, you know, the the normal thing that they do, the, the Disney commercial, we call it, because it's, you know, it's the parade, but really it's all the messages and the commercials in between, like yeah. by DBC and sail on a cruise. Well, they weren't doing as many of those this year. We were kind of shocked, but then we're thinking, oh yeah, they're in the middle of the pandemic. They're not going to try to sell cruises that aren't going right now right? because it's, it's, we're coming up on 10, 10 months of like, nine months of not sailing. And then they drop three quarters of the way through. They drop a look at the, at the wish yep. and they unveil the statue. And I start, I'm screaming and I'm texting Joe and Mel and I'm like, did you see, did you see? Because it's, it's Cinderella. So they show the um, concept art of the, um, of the atrium and the big Cinderella statue. And I'm like, very, very excited about this, if you couldn't tell. So, yes, yeah, I, mean, I plan be awesome. on being on the inaugural of that, if at all possible. Okay. Also, we, uh, you know, we picked up some new Patreon members. And oh, yeah? remember the whole thing with the Patreon nice. members was that for the last couple months, if you joined, we were going to go ahead and donate uh, the money towards Cast Member Pantry. Right. So, we donated money to Cast Member Pantry, which nice. is pretty cool. Yep. Um, that was for November, December. I also have some really cool ideas for the future, you know, with Give the Kids the World the Village, uh-huh. having a partnership with them, Okay, you know, doing stuff with them. So I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then also YouTube, you know, we got 100 sub- subscribers. We're over 100 now. And so we got the name of our channel, which is really cool. And, you know, some of our videos get some pretty nice nice views. Yeah. Which is kind of kind of cool, I, I thought, you know. Like yeah. Some of them have like over 300 views. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and then... I, I'm, that's pretty cool. So if you're listening right now, if you can go over to our channel, just go to YouTube, search Diz His, and well, YouTube you, slash Diz His, right? Let's go to YouTube, right? In the search, type you, in Diz His. But you can type in youtube.com forward slash Diz His because you know, we we named our channel Diz His. Mm-hmm. search, yeah, Diz His, and uh, go ahead and subscribe to our our show and hit the notification button so you can get notifications. Yep. And so you can support us that way. We have some pretty cool interviews coming out. So I reached out to the Unlocking the Magic. You know, they, Bruce was on our show, did Space Mountain with us. Yeah. He, uh, we're going to do, do, doing a, um, virtual spotlight with him and his wife because they're both do their show. You mm-hmm. know, they were, they were in the top 20, I think of must listen to Disney podcast, which is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm gonna do a virtual spotlight with them. I love doing the virtual spotlights so far. I've done most of the hosts over Sorcerer's radio Yeah, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to those guys. They do a great job. I had a great time talking with them. So I do have a connection with someone who knows the girl from must do Disney. 
when you go to the hotels and there's that one channel that kind of they have that that girl and she goes and rides all the rides. Uh-huh. Right? So I'm going to try to uh, get an interview with her. Nice. Yeah, so go That'd ahead and cool. sub to our YouTube channel. Uh, so Jenny, you ready for your mem- for yeah. your <laughs> I had to I had to think for a second. You caught me off guard. Um soul, <laughs> that was the big one. And um I've got a couple of um trips coming up here that I just kind of have been like working on bit by bit. We're going to Riviera in yep. a couple of weeks. So that's really exciting because we have not stayed there yet. So um that is that's probably going to be our last Disney-esque kind of stay for the weekend until we go to Alani in mm-hmm. a few months. So, but I've just been working on, you know me, I'm the ringleader when it comes to our trips and all that stuff. So I've been working on um, planning things and um, stuff like that. And now the cat's out of the bag about Riviera because that was um, a Christmas gift that we were surprising people with that now they know. So, mm-hmm. Which is a I great resort. Yes, we're very excited. Anything else? I think that was it. Soul and um, the the chip, the big thing. That's the big oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I can't wait for that. Uh, real quick about Soul. My favorite part of the whole yeah. show, or movie. not show, but the favorite, my favorite part of the movie was when he had all the different things about life like that kind of connected with um, 22, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Had like the little helicopter, you know, uh, flower thing, whatever, or the leaf, little helicopter leaf. Uh-huh. It had like her, the a lollipop. And some other things, and he played music th- to it. Like he connect make music through some of those special things in life. Uh huh. I thought that was really cool. And I like jazz a lot. I'm a very big jazz fan. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like jazz. You don't like jazz at all, dude. How do you not like jazz, man? You don't have rhythm or anything. You don't. You don't have. You I don't have, have soul, man. You don't have soul. No, I don't have soul. No. So how can you go to some place and yes. not listen to jazz and not start tapping your foot? Or like just moving. I just don't listen to jazz. I don't know. I just don't have it. Oh, I don't, dude, don't, man. Okay. Let's I'm not gonna go to Pandora and type in jazz. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're not gonna go to Pandora and type in jazz. Oh, we're talking about the not Pandora like Avatar. No, no, no the music no. thing, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Alex. What Alex, did you- what did you do? <laughs> um, you know, not too much. Uh, we watched Soul, of course, and we had we got a bunch of Disney merch and disney stuff for christmas so putting all that together and doing all that was fun um and that's about it really just busy doing all that oh yeah i forgot i hope everyone had happy holidays you know uh we got a bunch of disney puzzles oh yes yeah which is kind of cool you got yours done already we haven't started ours yeah so so that's the his on joe roadie i'm joe i'm alex i'm jen thanks for listening and have a magical week Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. Swift here for new Flex Super Glue. What's truly amazing is that our Flex Super Glue is so strong that just one drop virtually welds itself to the surface and can lift over three tons. Forget those old Super Glues, get the one that's new Flex Super Glue. 
Go to FlexSealProducts.com forward slash three ton lift to learn more about how one drop lifted three tons. For demonstration purposes only, 